0: And Welcome along to the Turfcast podcast pre-game show where we get the lowdown on the opposition with a fan of the opposition. And this week it's Norwich City who visit Turfmore in what promises to be a big game for both clubs. Burnley, of course, second bottom of the Premier League after another poor start to the campaign. But it's been poor only in terms of results, in my opinion. We've had some very good performances. Leicester at the weekend should have won. Brighton on the opening day should have won. Everton, apart from a mad few minutes, should have won. Um, so, you know, I don't feel like the the league table represents where we should be um, on our performances. And of course, Norwich, bottom of the league, rooted to the bottom. Obviously, you know, they'll be used to that feeling, to be fair to them. Um, six defeats, six games, 16 goals conceded. Um, but they do have a favourable run of fixtures coming up now. So they will be looking at this and hoping to get some confidence, some much-needed confidence into their ranks. Uh, the weather's turned. It is now freezing. I know it doesn't look like it, actually. It looks like it's, you know, beaming sunshine. Uh, it's just kind of screwed me over that, hasn't it? Uh, but believe me, 15 minutes ago, the rain was battering that window. Uh, the heating's on. I caved and put the heating on before the October deadline, Um, so I I apologise to to men all around the world, um, because you're not allowed to put your heating on until the 1st of October, Uh, that's normally the rule anyway, but I've caved, it's the 30th of September, and I had to put it on a day early, it's freezing, so the weather has turned, can Burnley's season turn around, can we get that win and push on? Like I said, this is the pre-game show, we are going to get a um, lowdown on, on the opposition, with a fan of the opposition, and I am now joined by Joe from Canary Cast. And just like that, as I said, we are joined by Joe from the Canary Cast. Great name, by the way, mate. How
1: are you doing? You all right? Yeah, it's the Joe Derby this weekend, isn't it? It might get, <laughs> might get a bit confusing, but I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm looking forward to the game, actually. It's a pretty big one, isn't it? Looking at the table.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is a pretty big one. Let's talk about Norwich's season so far, then. I normally, what I do at this point. I say, talk to me about your season so far and just let the opposition sort of like fan go for it but I don't want to you know I don't want to send you to a a spiral of depression because just looking (laughs) at the league table I mean that might be a bit harsh but just looking at the league table obviously bottom of the league you know we've not had much of a better start so you know not really getting on that on our high horses but bottom of the league six games six defeats only two goals scored 16 goals conceded what what's what's that been like for
1: you as a fan um, I think when the fixture list was announced, and that we had uh, Liverpool, City, yeah. Arsenal. Um, who was the other one in the first four? I think maybe it was Everton. Uh, no, yeah, you've Leicester, had Everton. sorry, Leicester. Yeah, you've had um,
0: Everton, you've
1: had Leicester. We all knew it was going to be a tough start. Like looking at that on paper, we obviously weren't going to get a lot out of that. Um, Liverpool first day. It was nice to be back in the ground. Obviously, that was that sort of overrode the result. To be fair. um, encouraging performances from a few people across the park, like Janulis had a good game and stuff like that. Then we went to City, got torn apart, and Janulis was actually at fault for, like, three goals, got taken off at half-time. City destroyed us with that ball between the centre-halves and and our wing-back, like they do most teams. Um, Leicester at home was a bit more encouraging. We did get a goal disallowed to make it 2-2, or it was 1-1 at the time, actually, I think. A draw would have been lovely. Um, I think a lot of Norwich fans came away from that game thinking, oh, we could have got a point out of that one. Um, then we had Arsenal. I went to that. And Arsenal were n- honestly nothing special, but we didn't really go for it. Like, they only won 1-0, bit of a scrappy goal. And you think, maybe we could have got a point from that as well if we'd gone for it, it a bit more. And then the worst one is really Watford at home. Like, full house. You think, right, we've got to win this now, especially after the start we've had. And it was just... We just got torn apart by Saar. Yeah. Um and that was the one that hurt him because you think, like, all right, you can allow the first four losses, but that one, that one wrangled a bit. And um, I suppose that's a similar setup to this game. This is now looking very much like a must-win for Norwich and Burnley, to be fair.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, look, looking at your next few fixtures, though, th- there are a few winnable games that you'll see as yeah. winnable in there. So, obviously, you've got us on Saturday. Then you've got Brighton at home. They've had a good start. Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, beat us on the opening day. But I do still think, you know, any side's got to look at Brighton at home and think, you know, if, if we want to start, you know, staying in the league, we've got to be winning mm-hmm. them games. Again, I know it sounds a bit rich when we got beat of the opening day of the season, but obviously, you're going to lose some. Then you've got Leeds. I forget the Chelsea one. Obviously, I'm just going to ignore that one. Yeah. Um, same. That's I do that with Burnley, mate. Don't worry about it. And then, obviously, you've got Leeds after that. Then Brentford away again, good start, but again, mm. you know, maybe going into that thinking you can win something or, or get a point. Then Southampton at home, similar vibe. Then Wolves at home, then Newcastle away, and then you go into like a, 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 another tough run after that. Yeah. So, um, I'm looking at that and I'm thinking you boys could be, you know, out of the relegation zone by then. I mean, we've all got to play everyone once, um, but you've got to be looking at that, that run of fixtures, a very favorable run of fixtures, and thinking. Yeah
1: what six nine points minimum yeah it's gonna have to be i think like if it's gonna if we're gonna stay up this year it's got to start happening now like that run of games you just mentioned we've got to collect points there um like you you mentioned the chelsea game i'm going to that i don't know why i'm going to that yeah like the other the other games like leeds you mentioned they haven't been as good this season brentford the brentford one's a tricky one because like we finished well above them deserved to do that last season we played fairly well in our games against them but Just how they've started this season, you just think they're in a better place than us. But you're absolutely right. We do need to get points on the board now. And that really starts with this Burnley game. I think if you can go to Turf Moor, I know you said that you haven't done that well there. Yeah, I don't think you've won there since January or something. Is that the start? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, January or February, I kind of shut it out of my head. I think the last time we beat a team at home was um, Villa. Um, right. It says it says with a lot of confidence. Um, like last uh, last year, like, like February or January, yes. Yeah. So it's not the fortress that people think it is mm.
1: anymore. Yeah, I mean, three points there, or even a point to be fair. Let's uh, let's take baby steps. Let's not run before we can walk. Yeah. But yeah, anything from from Turf Moor would be really appreciated by the players and Daniel Farker, but also the fans because we're all on a bit of a we're a bit low at the minute after the start we've had, and I just think that could prove to be the boost that we need. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, what sort of game are you expecting
0: then? Because um, from Norwich uh, and from Berlin, so what sort yeah. of like game are you expecting? Because you say that you're coming into this feeling a bit low. Um, yeah. It's the start of a run of games where if you win this, that's going to give you loads of confidence going yeah. into a, a, a very favourable fixture list. So are you expecting Norwich to set up differently? Are you expecting you boys to be firing all cylinders in our
1: faces early on? What, what sort yeah. of game are you expecting? So the first few games of the season, we went four at the back. In the last two games and the cup game that we've had as well, we had Liverpool in the cup. We've won three at the back. Um, that has offered a lot more solidity. Obviously not enough. We're still losing games, but it does look a lot better. It would look a lot more solid as a foundation. But then we can't counter as well. Um, but we are letting in less goals. We're away from home. So I think we'll set up in a 5-3-2. Burnley, we haven't defended crosses well this this season at all. I think we defend uh, conceded two or three from crosses. Yeah. Um and I'm thinking mm, that's probably one of your stronger suits at Burnley. Yeah. Um corners and set pieces as well. We're not as bad on set pieces as we were last time we we're in the Prem. If you remember, we were just woeful at defending set pieces. That isn't the case anymore, but I wouldn't say that it's our like it's not our strong suit. We're just better at it. Um so you will you will prove a problem for us if you get the ball in the box which i imagine you will yeah that that's that's
0: that's pretty much how we how we play get the ball out wide get it into the box yeah. aim for Woody's head um, and we do score a few goals from corners as well. We have got Westy whipping it in. Corney, if he's back, I mean, Sean Dyche is doing his press conference now as we speak. Obviously, the people listening and watching this later on, it'll all be all be sorted. We're recording this on Thursday at one. Sean Dyche's press conference is at 1.15, so we might have some more news on Corney. I'm not expecting Corney to be available. How's he? Um, um, how's he started? He looks alright from what I've seen. Yeah, said. honestly, we we love him already. Like <laughs> Burnley have been crying out for a player like this. Like you will probably. Like, I'll ask, I'll ask you this question in a little bit, but. Like as an, people outside Burnley looking into Burnley, they just see us as this, you know, two banks of four, yeah. like no creativity whatsoever. Which you know, it, some games I can see, I can see where that's coming from. And we've been crying out for an outlet because Dwight McNeil's been the only person with any creativity in the side for quite a while now, um, and it's taken the pressure off off Dwight. And he, and he's coming and he's done really really well. He's you know, he, he seems to have taken Burnley fans as well um uh, into his heart that's I, I, I done if that's a bit dramatic but you know some of the put stuff he's putting on yeah. on Instagram and things like that saying, you know, I'm feeling loved already and things like that and then his performances on the pitch like scored a, a real goal against Leicester you know yeah. it's, it's not going to be on front page at, at Sun or at any time so you know you know it has <laughs> been shown on Sky Sports or anything but it's a decent finish yeah and it's one of them that if I don't know Greenwood had scored it for example it it, it would be it, it were a good finish and that's the sort of play we've been crying out for and we've needed it We needed it for quite a while but obviously now you've asked that and I've mentioned that so how mm. do you sit outside looking in how do you see Burnley sort of like, as a team and as a setup how do you expect us to to sort of like play our games
1: like you said to be fair get it out wide and get it in the box I saw Dwight McNeil's numbers the other day and he's up there um uh, in the dribble category with like Adama Traore and that lot um yeah always been quite impressed with him um but you can see what burley trying to do like even when you had i don't know if he's still there but you had like aaron lennon like you just want a winger to get the ball in the box right that's that's the game plan um so i imagine i don't know will we force you inside i don't know if we fancy that but um to be fair if you do get the pass the wing back and get the ball in the box like you you will win the game like that is not our strong point at all and I, i know i've already said that but like Norwich at the minute we're so like you can you just know what's going to happen like when we had played Everton last week I said to Jacob who does Canary Cast with me I was like what, what's going to happen today blah blah and he was like we'll probably lose two nil we'll be all right but we'll lose two nil that's exactly what happens like we're <laughs> yeah. so predictable at the minute um yeah. so yeah I am I am quite worried but um don't know if we'll try and force you inside and, and limit how much you can use the wide channels um but we will certainly have to counter it I'm thinking probably five at the back as well because that's an extra man in the box to win the headers or hopefully win the headers although that hasn't always been the case we've played five at the back and still conceded headers from crosses so um yeah that is good that's how you're going to do us to be fair I don't think you need to change anything I think you're perfectly suited to to beat us to be honest with you Honestly, I'm, I'm normally having these chats and then
0: starting to feel a little bit down, like thinking, oh, this fan's quite optimistic yeah. here, it sounds like. But it's good It's good to be on the other side of it for a change. I mean, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, some Burnley fans, as we were just saying off camera there, some Burnley fans might be going into this very optimistic. And, you know, you can't really argue against that with the start that you've had. But then I'm not overly optimistic because of the start we've had. We've only got two points, you know. It's only two points mm. more than you. We haven't won a game yet. We haven't won a game for quite a while. Um, not one at Turf more for a very, very long time, so I'm not overly optimistic. I, I do like the chat that you're saying about how you feel our player will be suited to, yeah. to again to play against you. I think forcing us inside might be a good way for you to to counter mm-hmm. it, um, but then um depends who he plays yeah. up front. If he goes with Chris Wood and, and Mate Vidra, which, fingers crossed, is going to come out in his yeah. press conference, which starts in three minutes and say Vidra's back is okay and he can do that. Vidra's okay at, at running at the ball with his feet mm-hmm. and going inside and uh, again, if Kornier plays, maybe I don't think he will. He could get the ball and run inside. And, and Dwight can cut inside as well. He scored a real yeah. goal against Everton last season by cutting inside. So don't get me wrong. It's, it, our, our strengths are definitely out wide. And cutting his inside will probably limit. But, you know, we have shown glimpses in the past yeah. of uh, of of what we can do. Um, from the outside looking in then, as a Burnley fan looking at Norwich, it um, I always like, I, I hate it when people sort of like say things like, um, oh, you shouldn't be in the Prem, this club shouldn't be in the Prem, you've earned it. Uh, sorry, you, you know, you're too small, blah, blah, blah. Because every mm. club's there on merit. We've earned it. You've earned it this season. It's looking like, you know, early on, but it's looking like you could go down. Mm-hmm. But from the outside looking in, for me, it always looks like Norwich never really learn. Like they'll come up to the Premier League, they do everything exactly the same way and then go back down. Then they come up, do everything the same way, go down, and you've come up again. You're doing everything in the same way. And it's you know six games in. Obviously, things can turn around. Obviously, we just mentioned with the fixture list that you've got. Yeah. And fingers crossed for you, boys, it does after Saturday. Yeah. Um,
1: but um, it, it always seems to me as an outsider looking in that you just never learn. Is that a fair comment? I think a lot of fans are feeling that at the minute. They do feel like, oh, we've made the same mistakes again. However, yeah. in defence, like when we last came up, we gave the players that got us there... A real, like a fair chance to to see if they could do it in the prem. We spent like one and a half million. We got in like Sam byram a load of loans, and I mean that was quite obvious early on that that wasn't that wasn't going to work. This season, we've obviously spent money. We've got loads of new players that have come in. Um, we have used the loan market again with sort of deals in place if we want to sign them at the end of the season in the summer. The only trouble is with that we've spent loads of money, but we've also sold our best player, Emmy Bwendea. Like if we still had Emmy Buendia, I would quite happily be so much more optimistic because he's just he'll win you games on his own. Like he mm-hmm. he honestly will. Especially like going to Burnley, no disrespect, but I just think he could win a game against Burnley. But yeah, we haven't got him anymore. And because we've had so many new players come in, they've all they obviously all have to gel. That's gonna take a lot of time. And to be fair, I don't think I'm out of order in saying this of the players that have come in so far I haven't seen enough from any of them to think like oh he might keep us up you know or he might put loads of chances on a plate for Pukki or, or anything like that I suppose the one objection yeah. to that would maybe be Matthias Norman um he's come from Rostov on loan initially in uh, from Russia and his um long ball accuracy and success rate of long passes is ridiculously good in that at that level and it looks like he's going to be able to do that here as well. He did get the assist for Pukki against Watford and stuff like that. And he does love a long ball over the top. So I'm hoping if like if he can do that and then Billy Gilmore can be a bit more creative further forward, then we might be able to put a chance on the plate for Pukki or Sargent, who is yet to score. But he is he's a bigger lad and he might fancy a game against Burnley a bit more. Um, but yeah, I... Um, it's hard to know where the sort of danger men are at the moment because you've got quality players like Max Ahrens. He's quality. like He's a Premier League player, no doubt. Yeah. But he's not going to win us a game from right back. So, I don't know. It's hard to see where the, where the victories or the danger is coming from at the minute, to be fair, Joe.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of players you've mentioned there
1: that I were going to ask you about. We'll start with Puka because I remember a yeah. couple
0: of seasons ago he came up and he was this you know, for someone who you know didn't watch... Um as much championship as I probably should do, obviously, because my team's at the prem work, have a kid, you know, it's difficult. Mm. Um, when when you you boys came up and then Puki was everywhere because he was scoring yeah. goals against City, he was scoring for fun, there was this Puki party headline everywhere. It seems like this time he's had a bit of a quieter start to the campaign. Is he yeah. is he still just as good? Has he been having some injuries and he's come back or is he getting old? Well, what's the situation with Puki? It's um
1: it's a few things to be fair. So when we first signed him um in that championship season I think the stat was he scored with every other shot he took something silly like that it was like ridiculously mm. good um most of them assisted by Buendia to be fair which makes a huge difference not having him but um he plays an awful lot of football like he very re- very rarely misses a game for Norwich very rarely misses a game for Finland he'll play comfortably play like especially in a championship season he'll probably play like 55 60 games a season He's, I think he's 31 now. So I suppose that does have an effect. Um, you're right. When we came up, he got 11 goals in the first sort of few months of the season. He got a hat-trick against Newcastle, first home game. You're thinking, blimey, he can do it at this level. And then he went completely off the boil for like six months. Um, he did get a toe injury, to be fair, on his right foot, which the club were like, oh, yeah, it's okay. It's fine. He'll be out for a few weeks, blah, blah. But it did seem to affect him. Like, since then, he hasn't been as good. Mm. Um, but Timu Puki is very, very good at finishing, and his off the ball movement, his timing of his runs, he's never, he's never offside. Like his off the ball movement is genuinely really, really impressive, like Premier League level. But he needs chances, like put on a plate for him in behind the defense. He needs those balls, like Buendia would have done. Campwell does yeah. a bit of it, not as much. steepen was great at it, like a few seasons ago. But now you're like you're you're sort of hoping Billy Gilmore or Matthias Norman can 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 do that. Otherwise Pookie is rendered a bit useless. Like at Arsenal he played up top on his own against three centre halves. You're thinking, well, he isn't gonna he isn't gonna score against three centre halves. Like he can't hold the ball up and play up on his own against three centre halves. He needs the ball in behind. Um so I think your your concerns about Pukki are fair. He is uh, technically very good. He's off the ball movement is class. He's a good finisher. Like genuinely, he doesn't smash shots. He just places them really good yeah. finisher. But he has definitely gone off the boil the last sort of year. Saying that, he's still got like twenty something goals in the championship. But we we know this is a very different level. Yeah, Yeah,
0: fair enough. Um, Billy Gilmore as well. uh, He's someone else I want to talk about. Did very well at the Euros. Was class Mm -hmm. against England, if I remember rightly. Um, A few comments from Burnley fans, actually, when he went to Norwich saying, like, why were were we looking at him? He's very, very good. And I I was agreeing. I was thinking, like, you know, this kid's going to be big.
1: How's he got on at Norwich? So, initially, in the first few games, he was coming deep to get the ball quite a bit um, and sort of playing out of defence, getting the ball off the centre half and then moving it forward. He's been asked to play a bit more of a sort of box-to-box role since then. Um, and you, you see in parts, like the cup game against Liverpool, he was really good. Like, we didn't get anything out of the game, lost 3-0, naturally, but um, <laughs> he did look really good in spells. And then he was dropped for the last couple of league games and Farker was saying stuff like, no one's undroppable, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know if that's aimed at him or, or one of the others, but I think he's, um, he's still trying to find his role in the team a bit. Um, and being the smaller option of our midfield pairings he's I think he will get pushed further forward like a sort of Connor Gallagher at Palace role yeah um, that's what I'm expecting over the course of the season when he came in I thought this is a quality signing and I'm pretty sure it still is but we just haven't we're yet to see him at sort of at his optimum level and I think a lot of that is down to not really knowing where he fits into that midfield at the moment. And also, he's now been dropped for the last two games. Um, so he's got him to go get himself back in the team. Um, but yeah, initially, I was really, I was buzzing to have him genuinely. I was like, that is a quality signing. That can't be any yeah. worse than Ollie Skip. But um, it's yet to come to fruition, to be fair, Joe. Like, yeah, it has been disappointing, I suppose. But he has, at the same time, he hasn't been absolutely terrible. Like, he's been fine, but just nothing special. Yeah,
0: fair enough. Um one other person I, I do want to talk about is obviously Gaffer, Daniel Farker. Yeah. He's been there quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um not Sean Dice levels, but you know, still there, you know, for quite a long time yeah. in, in football terms. I think he's got got you promoted twice. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um is he still because we dice, you kind of feel that he's in a job for life. You'll get mm-hmm. some Burnley fans who might have a few murmurs and a few whinges you know, when we're not doing well um but I, obviously we did a show together yesterday it's on the fans bet youtube channel or will be i'm not sure if it is yet if you want to go check it out please do i'll actually put a link below um in in the link section um but you were saying that you know there are a few murmurs of sort of yeah. like people wanting Farker out is yeah. that is that correct and how do you how do you sort of like view yeah
1: it? so it's quite it's quite limited in the amount of people saying that at the moment Um, but it is starting to appear so like the first season he came in we just James Madison kept us in the championship we finished like 16th 14th something like that but we weren't good Madison's goals kept us up he went Mm. that season everyone was like I'm not sure about this but the club were like we've just appointed we've just gone from traditional model to director of football and a head coach like give it time it's a transition season we've got a load of shit to sell which Weber did um ever since then ever since that second season everyone has loved Daniel Farker and his football is really good to watch don't get me wrong brilliant but I think because we failed so hard first time in the Prem which I don't necessarily think was Farker's fault because that squad was not strong enough for the Prem nowhere near um this time around I think a lot of Norwich fans feel like Stuart Webber our sporting director has put a very good squad together at least on paper and that hmm. now the pressure is on Daniel Farker to deliver He also signed a new four-year contract in the summer, um, which is not ideal when you consider how we've started the season, but it's okay. I'll put my faith in him personally, but there is a start certain corners of the fan base are starting to not say, okay, let's get rid of him. He's shit, but they're saying like, do we need to have a conversation about can someone else keep us up? Because it doesn't look at the moment as if Varka is willing to change enough in order to keep us up. Like, the football's pretty. The t- players are really technical. Don't get me wrong, but it's like in-game management. Like the when the players on the pitch, they don't seem to be adjust, adjusting to sort of situations in the game. They'll just continuously play as they've been told to play. Um, the subs come really late. Daniel Farke makes subs like eighty minutes plus. They're like ridiculously late. I don't know why he does it. I'd love to ask him. Um, but yeah, I think it's fair to say that. For the first time, really, apart from that, the first few months he was here, people are starting to say, do we need to change the manager? But to be fair, they're all his players. He's been here five years. It'd be a hard job for someone to come in and implement their own style on it anyway, I think. So I'm not expecting him to go anywhere anytime soon. But the conversations within the fan base are definitely starting to happen.
0: Yeah, that's interesting that because it sounded pretty much like you were describing Sean Dyche for a lot of that there really. really, Very late substitutions, in-game management seems to be non-existent. Um, perfect example, 1-0 up on the opening day of the season against Brighton. We were by far and away the better side, should have been 3-0 up at half time. Um Potter changes it. He notices that, you know, <laughs> where we're winning the midfield battle. He brings Alana on. Mm. They overrun the midfield, win 2-1. Um, Everton did the same thing. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head who they brought on when we were on the loop. Um, mm. but they, they, they brought a midfielder on, went on the loop. Uh When we went on the look, sorry, they won the game 3-1, overrunners yeah. in midfield. Um, and Dash never seems to react to it. Um, mm. And, and, and I, I always have the argument that managers should be proactive rather than reactive, Dash sometimes isn't even reactive. Like yeah. he, he, he doesn't even react to the subs that they've made. I, I sometimes have a little bit of sympathy for him in the sense that our squad isn't that deep. Really, and there's not really many options to sometimes yeah. bring off the bench. Uh, but bringing Mate Vidri on in the 85th minute, you know, that, that's not going to do anything, yeah. Sean. And, and that they're the sort of things that that really frustrate Burnley fans when it comes to Dash. Um, but, yeah, um, as I said on one of the shows yesterday, I kind of feel like our second bottom position currently in the Premier League doesn't really reflect how well we've played this season. Mm-hmm. Um, as I've mentioned, there's a few games where we've gone one, 0 up and we have been playing very, very well. Uh, we played well against Liverpool, really. Um, obviously, they just in the end just turned it on. But, you know, for, for 60 minutes, we held our own. We were one of the better sides, uh, the better side against Brighton, the better side against Everton for quite a while. Um, so um, I don't feel that that our league position sort of like reflects us so far this season. How mm. I, how have you seen Burnley um, sort of like so far this season? What what do you make of them so far this season?
1: So my perception of Burnley every season is that I suppose your first goal is always to get to like forty points, right? Like you're an established Premier League team, but like you're not quite with respect, not quite big enough to like belong there. Do you know what I mean? Like you still have to mm. fight to stay up every season. Yeah. But with Dyche from an outsider's point of view, I always think like, well, that's the point in its own because like he does that season after season after season. Um, so that is my, my perception is like, yeah, okay. Maybe they'll hang around the relegation zone for a bit, but you'll always, you'll always just about do enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're yeah. not, you're not Norwich. You're not a newly promoted team. You're not like a West Ham where you can be up here one minute and then the next season you're down near the relegation zone. Like, you're fairly steady and I think a lot of that from an outsider's perspective at least is, is probably lies with Dyche and his ability to just get the absolute most out of that 4-4-2 or whatever it is you're playing these days.
0: No, yeah, I agree with that. I feel like with Dash, I never really see his getting relegated, yeah. um, but I think if we got rid of him and brought in, I don't know, Wilder, he's for the only reason, only kind of person that I see would be a you know, a like for like change. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you do something too different, it's going to go wrong, as you say. You can't really get rid of Farkin now because it's his players, and then it, you know, it's a, it's a big yeah. job. Dice has been here eight years now, um, just signed a new contract as well. So, you, you bring in somebody like I don't know, like Marco Silver for example, is the first name that comes off me. Yeah. Eddie Howe, you know, a sort of te- player that yeah. will play in a different way,
1: it's too big of a job. and you're just going to get relegated. So, yeah, I, 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 I agree always- with that. Always think with Sean Dyche, and I'd be interested to think what you think about this. Like, if let's say Burnley have a really good season, you finish like top 10 or something, like you know, just for argument's sake. And let's say Sean Dyche gets a move to a bigger club, like a, I don't know, a Villa or a Spurs or something like that. How do you think he'd do in a bigger job? Um, you know, I, I don't know. There's, there's
0: certain aspects to his game where I think he would definitely need to adapt. Like, he's quite strict, um, he, he kind of runs sort of like um, a very tight ship like you're not allowed to wear headphones on, on the team coach and things like that and you've always got to have your shirts up. so you know proper old yeah. school things yeah. as people which do typically annoyingly typically associate Burnley with but yeah I can't see see for example he ended up going to Spurs uh, just as an example because you've mentioned it there I can't somehow see him telling Harry Kane to be fair he's quite respectful so he might mm-hmm. he probably would listen to him but you know some of the younger lads that are coming through the ranks and stuff, are, and you know uh, and the way that some, are, like for example, if he if he miraculously gets a Man United job tomorrow and he mm. turns around to tell Jesse Lingard to stop, you know, putting headphones on and dancing around the changing room, there's no way, there's yeah, no fair. way. Um, I do think he'll, he'll put it this way. I think he'll do better than Nuno's done. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I do think he'll 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 do relatively well. Do I think he'll go there and win trophies and stuff? Um, I'm not sure, but. As you've said, like you know, if Burnley finished top ten or whatever, but he's done that twice. But he's now we finished seventh, we finished tenth, yeah. um, uh, and nobody seems to want to come in for him. And I'm not particularly sure why. I think it's the brand of football, um, or I think it's the it's the tight shipness and and how he how he is. And I can't see him like, for example, telling players like Jesse Lingard and Paul Pogba to you know stop prattling about because they're yeah. just gonna say nah, nah, thank you. Yeah, um, like, like an idiot, I forgot to plug my laptop, which I'm streaming off into the mains. Um, to be fair, we've been doing around 25 minutes here now, so that's normally a sort of like length. But obviously, we'll just quickly get into the game and get predictions. Mm-hmm. I know, and everyone else who's watched the entire show and the vibe that they're getting off you will <laughs> tell that they're not. You're not very confident with this game no. going in. What's how, how are you expecting the game to go? And uh, what's your prediction, please, Joe? Uh,
1: the score will be two 0 Burnley. It'll be fairly routine. You'll Chris Wood will score a header from a cross, and maybe like one of your centre backs will score from a corner, something like that. Um, like I know I, I have been really pessimistic from a Norwich perspective here, but you have to understand that we haven't really got anything to be excited about. Like we could have given what for the game. It could have been like three two or three three, and we could have been really in it. But we just like we weren't. Yeah, it's really hard to be optimistic at the minute. So I, I'm going to go two nil Burnley. Um yeah, I think we will probably go five at the back just to deal with the aerial threat and have three centre halves there, which might be might be a bit more solidity. But um I can't really see us scoring if I'm if I'm honest. So I'm gonna go two nil Burnley.
0: Fair enough. I'm going to agree with you as well. I'm going to go 2-0 no Burnley, to be honest. Um, You kind of sort of like gave a narrative of the game, which mm. if you'd watched Burnley, you know, for the past five seasons, I think you're pretty much spot on. Uh, mm. I think that's pretty much how we beat you a couple of seasons ago, the last time you are in the yeah. Prem. Yeah. Um. So I, I expect us to do something like that. I'm, I'm hoping for a uh, for a marker, and I don't mean that in the sense of like 5-6, 7-0. No, that's never mm. going to happen. But I'm hoping for a nice, solid Burnley performance to sort of like, because, you know, we've got um like i said we're all looking over our shoulders now and being a bit worried and you know we've got some fixtures coming up um over the next few weeks you know obviously after the international break where you know we might start picking something up um so again similar to sort of like you we need to need to get that win need to get right. them three points and i think it's one of them it's it's all it's all mental and stuff you, you get them three points and a, a lot of it a, a lot of the mentality thing sort of like yeah. um you know you forget about it and you can kick on um, so, yeah, I'm going to go 2-0. No. But to be honest, mate, with the amount of sort of like things that I think you've got nailed on there, you could probably do one of them builder bets. Chris, yeah. Ward, uh, Chris Wood to score, <laughs> a header to be scored, set piece, yeah. a couple of yellow cards as well. At least that will make
1: me you feel know. a bit better after the game. <laughs> if that comes in, that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for the pre-game show then, Joe. Um, thank you very much for coming on. Um, if you just want to quickly plug um, you and your podcast, uh, uh, YouTube channel and whatever, now's your chance.
1: Yeah, sure. So a Canary Cast, you can go and subscribe to us on YouTube, all the Norwich content. Um, And then on Twitter is probably the best place to follow us would be at Cast Canary Um, and everything will be there. It will be if you want to sort of Norwich perspective on the weekend's game, go follow us on Twitter. That's probably the best thing to do. And uh, we'll give you the full lowdown. Yeah thanks yep. for having me on joe really appreciate it no i appreciate it very good to chat to you um and we will of course uh put all the links
0: and stuff to canary cast and things like that in the description below so please give them a like uh give them a subscribe as well uh, but thank you for watching and we will see you for the 60 second review either saturday night or sunday morning depending on what mood i'm in so thanks for watching <laughs> and we'll see you then